What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I am your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo, Dimon Delvano. Fellas, how are we feeling? We got the Jets preview today. The boys are all decked out in Jets gear. Fucking love it. And, fellas, we are on the eve of Aaron Rodgers announcing that he's coming to the Jets. How are we doing? What do you mean the eve? We just, it just fucking happened. It's happened. It's the well, it happened. It's just, we just happened. We are on the. Well, we, we haven't gotten de- we haven't gotten details yet. I know it's the opposite of the eve. He said he was coming. No, it's over. He's coming. He's, He's coming. Let's hope jet. so. Yeah, I honestly but, don't even care. He's it's it's funny that it's actually very anti jet fan like that it took a positive event like this to happen for in order for us to have a jets pod because I've been saying jets therapy session should have been a weekly thing for a while now, but <laughs> yeah, here we are. Glass <laughs> half full, I guess. Yeah. Preach. All right, fellas, let's get into it. Um, so the 2022 season started with a lot of optimism, especially after this NFL draft. Joe Douglas dominated the draft, getting production from pretty much every single rookie that we took last year, maybe outside of Jeremy Ruckert. We came away with the offensive and defensive rookie of the year in Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner. Season started a little rocky. Zach got injured. Uh, during the preseason, but he came back. Team found their groove behind a strong running game and a top five defense. The quarterback play has always been the issue for this team, honestly, since as long as we can remember. This team had three different quarterbacks play in games, play at least four games last year, and three quarterbacks won games. Um, after Brees got injured towards ACL, the offense began to stifle a little bit. This team only scored 28 touchdowns which was bottom five in the league, which is 15 passing touchdowns. So clearly the quarterback position is a need, and I think we got an answer on that today. Um, We'll see what we have to give up. But from all indication, Aaron Rodgers will be a Jet, and thank God most likely will be a one-year plan, two years at best. Let's talk about this team now with Aaron Rodgers in the immediate and then maybe this outlook next three years post-Rodgers. I mean, immediately, we're, it's youth is our team. That's what we were just talking about before we started recording. We're the youngest team in the league, and we have the offensive and defensive rookies of the year. And we you didn't even mention it, but Brees was on track to be the offensive rookie of the year before he got hurt. So a lot of young uh, playmakers, not to mention Elijah Moore, uh, two tight ends who I really like, uh, Tyler Conklin, and I think Jeremy Rockert's going to overtake that tight end two role. So we got a lot of pieces to work with on offense, and we get a, we get decent quarterback play. We're in the playoffs last year. It's a fact. Uh, I think we the three guys who played for us were like 32 and below of like total QBR or something along those lines. So it was a, it was an abortion at that position. There's really no other way to sugarcoat it. Zach flared out in dramatic fashion. I'm not one to give up on rookie quarterbacks after two years, but I didn't even him I was done with. I just didn't want to see any more of it. So – I think Rodgers was the only play this year. I think I've been saying it all offseason that it was Rodgers or bust, and looks like we're about to get him. So this offense is looking up. So I think this, they're immediately immediate Super Bowl or bust, if I, in my opinion. Yeah, how we getting on? Yeah, no. Um, I don't know. Still elated. Uh, extremely. I honestly still surprised, even though it was trending 
very strongly in this in this direction when Trey Wingo came out a few days ago and basically glocked it up in in seemed like me fashion honestly I saw a lot of me in that tweet and especially when a lot of people were telling him it wasn't going it wasn't happening and he doubled down um it it really made me pessimistic that it wasn't going to happen I'm still in shock like I said I don't think it has officially hit me but, you know, when you look back on this team last year, Ray hit a lot of the great points. This offense was basically bottom five, bottom seven, in every major statistic. And it wasn't for lack of trying. We passed the ball fourth most in the NFL um, percentage wise. I apologize. And this defense, they played out of their mind. They played up to par and they always gave this op- offense a chance. We were the Jets were second in points per game allowed second in yards per play allowed and that is not for a lack of trying by these offenses this, these were not teams that already had you know the jets put to sleep and they were kind of just putting on the brakes they passed the ball the ninth most percentage wise which is obviously very high and is a this was a defense that was disappointed week in and week out and finally rogers is in town and this is an offense that has all the makings to be do a full 180 and be actually potentially top three in the league, which is, I feel like it's weird coming out of my mouth still. I mean, it's, I think like the, the offensive struggles going through the offensive line injuries that they had and not even, and then putting on top of that, just absolute piss poor quarterback play. It's hard to have a successful offense like that. I think they went through what, eight tackles this year. Um, the off the line was just decimated. And then, on top of that, to be, you're to be fair. We found we found a weird amount, like a strange amount of solid guard and tackle play from people from depth pieces that I would not ex- suspect. Yeah, Mad, I mean, Mad Max came and played a few games really well. Uh, Herbie did pretty good, and by Herbie, I mean Nate Herbig. So, I mean, AVT basically played every tackle, every offensive line position at an elite level. So. Yes, I'm going to give them, you know, benefit of the doubt on that, but it all stems from that quarterback play. And we actually saw later on in the season, the average time before pressure in the pocket for these Jets quarterbacks was actually getting better, which I know doesn't make sense after we had, you know, like you just said, seven, eight offensive linemen get hurt. But the team was just god awful at the quarterback position and it needed to be addressed in the biggest way possible, which is fucking Aaron Rodgers. I can't think of a bigger way to address it than Aaron Rodgers. Maybe obviously, you know, Tampa Bay addressing it with Tom, you know, three years ago, but this is, this is right up there. I, I'm, I still can't believe it. Yeah. It's really exciting too, because how many times did we talk about if we just had adequate and competent quarterback play that we would have been in the playoffs. And now you're adding one of the greatest quarterbacks that we've seen in our lifetime. Um, it's really exciting for this offense. Honest question. I think this step- question. Yep. Where, what do you think he is right now at its level? Uh, top what quarterback? Right now? Yeah. He's a top seven quarterback. That's exactly what – that's the number I was going to say. I think I think it's fair to say. I think he's a top seven quarterback. Yeah. I think last year for Green Bay was uh, was tough for him, obviously. They didn't have Devontae Adams. He was with – his two leading receivers were rookie receivers – didn't have Christian Watson for a while. David Bakhtiari was hurt on that their offensive line. They lost Jamal Williams. Um, 
So I think there were a lot of things. And they started playing better at the end of the year, too, when he started feeling a little bit more comfortable with the receivers. Yeah, they, I mean, they picked, they almost made the playoffs. They came yeah. on that last game. I mean, and right. still some of the throws he makes, man. I remember saying it out loud, I think, during the Jack game. Like, imagine we had a quarterback that could make that fucking throw. Like, 45 yards down the sideline, right over the defender in a fucking breadbasket. I think he's for sure top seven. I think that uh, motivated and pissed off Aaron Rodgers, too. That's one scary fucking guy. It's one scary yeah, white boy. I think this is um, – it's just a big step to having a full, complete team that is able to compete because you saw what the defensive turnaround was last year. I mean, 2021, we were a bottom three defense, and we moved all the way into the top five, top ten last year. And I think it's just a testament to to Joe Douglas and Robert Sala believing in the system that Salah has and Douglas executing and going out and getting the guys, getting sauce. Um, I know Carl Lawson tore his Achilles the year before, but him coming back last year, even though sometimes we say he was a ghost, um, was really important for them. And obviously Quinnen taking the next step in his game was really important for this defense. And I think just the the belief and the the cohesiveness between the front office and the coach was great for their defense last year. And I think, now adding Rodgers will be great for their offense. And uh there'll be a, a tough there'll be a tough out for anybody with that defense. Yeah, let's let's talk more about that D. That fucking D, man. That the, the Salah scheme, this I think it comes down to Salah and Douglas being completely aligned in philosophy and just absolutely investing everything in the defensive line. Like they they are a solid four or five defensive ends deep. Like I I know they're a little shallow right now, D tackle, but when you have Carl Lawson, who's making 15 mil. You, that's who you paid to bring in. JFM, you extended, who can has that inside-outside versatility. And then you throw in first-rounder Jermaine Johnson, who in a limited role flash, definitely, I think he's going to take a step up this year. But then you get the diamond in the rough, the two of them, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Bryce Huff, completely different players, too. Bryce Huff, the closure off the edge, absolute pass rush maniac. I think he was, what, number one in pass rush win, win rate. And then... Michael Clemens, who we don't talk about enough, dude. I fucking love that guy. That guy is going to be a, a quality, quality rotational defensive lineman for a while. And I think he's another one who can take, take a step up in snap percentages, even give him some more pass rushing op, uh, opportunities because he's he's a beast and he is a ferocious run defender. Yeah. And I think we saw what Salah and that defense did in San Fran and how important the front four is to that defense now. We don't have anybody as good as Nick Bosa, but a D-line by committee that can get home snap after snap is really important. Plus, we have a better secondary than they ever did. Yeah, I mean, our secondary. I was surprised we invested so much in the secondary. Like when Sauce, we took Sauce at four. He was my number three player, I think, last year. I was stunned that we actually took him just because of that history in San Fran. They never really invested too heavily in it, but boy, did that fucking pay off. Right. And I know so, you you mentioned we don't have anyone at Nick Bosa's level. That is true, but gotta give props to Q. First team was he first team All Pro by uh, AP or is he second? I don't remember, but uh, he was an All sure was first All sure. All Pro player this year, complete breakout, and he's gonna get a hundred milli plus in a couple of weeks. Yeah, good for um, him. Good for him. So, so we mentioned a bunch of the uh, the rookies. Let's go over quickly the the rookie class from last year. They took Sauce Gardner at four. What a what a dominant season it was. He's he's fucking amazing. They took Garrett Wilson at 110, and they traded back into the first round to draft Jermaine Johnson at the 26th pick. Um, they took Brees Hall at 
third, the 36th pick in the second round, they traded up for him as well, who was, like Ray said, probably the rookie of the year offensively until he tore his ACL. So hopefully Brees comes back and he is himself. Uh, Jeremy Ruckert in the third round. Max Mitchell, who played some good snaps for them as a swing tackle in the fourth round. And then we mentioned Michael Clemens, just an absolute freak also in the fourth round. So we were just talking about some uh, some position groups that we like, the D-line, our secondary. What are some other groups that we feel okay about? And then let's talk about some weaknesses of this team where we need to add. You go, Dino. Right. I'll let Dino start. Uh, what are we talking about, weaknesses? Yeah, you can talk. Give me a, give me a group that you don't, you don't feel great about. Yeah, the, fir- the first one that's going to be um... – I would probably say the most glaring right now is probably this linebacker crew. Yeah, we just retained Quincy on a on a pretty solid deal, keeping the brothers together. You love that. We still have CJ Mosley, who's a solid player, but you know, getting a little bit older and you know, not the full player he used to be, even though he he had stretches of being a solid player for us last year. Uh I know that on this podcast we've given him a little bit of you know, a little bit of slack, but but he was pretty solid and and we talked about it this wide nine system that really emphasizes on this D line and and really kind of letting those edges like pin their ears back and just go nuts at the quarterback but the the biggest flaw that this defense will have because of that is because is in like play action and run fake plays where these linebackers need to be highly highly IQ players with a ton of twitch and be able to adjust and get in the right positions during that because it could be extremely vulnerable for this defense, which is honestly why I agree with uh, a little bit with Ray on when I mocked Drew Sanders to them the other day, that probably is not the best for that. Probably like a Trenton Simpson, which we'll get into a little bit later, but that is definitely going to be a crew that I think they need to address. I will just address one. And then uh, how about you go now, Ray? Yeah. I mean, I I think linebacker, uh, Depth-wise in particular, I think they need to get someone in that building who can eventually replace C.J. Mosley. He was an all-pro, but he's, he's, his career is winding down. He's still the leader of that D and a high IQ player, but you, like you said, the athleticism is kind of going. Um, I think sticking up the middle on defense, they, I think they kind of need to add players everywhere. I think, they need, I think they need to add a defensive tackle in the draft and possibly two just because they're so shallow at the position. They need someone who can stuff the run. I think on third down, they kind of look good right now where you can kick JFM in, potentially even kick Mike, uh, Michael Clemens in. But uh, on those early downs, they, they were a little weak against the run, I feel like, early on early downs where I want to get someone who's big and not afraid to stuff it. You know, I think we missed Fadakasi a little bit last year. So that's somewhere where I wouldn't be surprised that they take a very high pick on a, a defensive tackle. Like first day one, first round, I could see them doing it. Um, and then to follow that offensive line, we need we right now we're centerless. So I think uh, if they can get an offensive lineman with uh, preferably with some versatility who can play, I mean all five positions would be good. But just someone who can kick around would be really helpful, just based on the injury history we've had. I do just want to say. I like that you brought up the center position because even if we don't retain, uh, if we don't get McGovern back, we talked about how this center class is actually fairly underrated and that it was talked about as being incredibly, incredibly terrible. And now after, you know, looking at the tape and even some other NFL draft analysts are coming around saying that it's actually pretty solid and can yield some 
solid value in the third. If we want to pay up for a center in the third, I'm not entirely sure. Have some other holes to fill like you just addressed in defensive tackle and linebacker, but I can definitely see it being a possibility. Yeah, I can definitely see it because there's one thing we know about Joe Douglas. loves to build through the trenches. So if he thinks that we can upgrade there and we need depth, he's going to do that. I think retaining McGovern would be great, but see how all the financials work out with with Rogers and some of the other uh, some of the other cut guys if we could bring him back. Um, I would also add safety to that group. I know we brought in Chuck Clark for a seventh round pick, which I think is a great deal. He's a good player and he's still only 27. Um, but it definitely was an area of weakness for our team. Whitehead was up and down last year, and thank God I never have to see Lamarcus Joyner in a jet jersey <laughs> again. Um, Incredibly inconsistent so, play. I think getting somebody in in the back end in this draft, maybe uh, it might be a day three player, but just adding somebody uh, on day three to that safety spot would. Yeah, be. yeah, I yeah. think uh, like you said, I think we need safety and uh, just more specific. I think we need some more size and just more consistent tackling because Lamarcus Joyner didn't even look like he was interested in trying to tackle at points last year, and uh, Whitehead was in, just inconsistent and in, he would had the effort, but he just wouldn't always wrap up and finish. So I think some more, and he, uh, Whitehead himself is a little small too. So I think some more size in particular, just to look, look good, come off the bus, you know, I want someone to uh, be a little bit more uh, imposing in the secondary. Right. All right, fellas, let's talk about some free agent stuff. Now we don't have much to go over. Cause like I said, we, we don't really know the financial situation of what's going to happen with Rogers. But as of right now, it really seems like Connor McGovern's the last outstanding free agent that we have that we would like to bring back. Maybe you bring back George Fan, but I think he's probably good as gone. Um, they tendered Bryce Huff, so nice to bring him back. And in the past few days, they brought back Quincy Williams on a three-year, $18 million deal. They brought in Chuck Clark, like I said, for a seventh-round pick. And then they paid up for uh, for Alan Lazard, which is it's a four year, forty four million dollar deal, but essentially a two year deal guaranteed for twenty twenty uh, twenty two million dollars, which is nice to get Rogers guy. Um, so let's talk about what we think the Jets could do, what they could add. Um, obviously, we're I don't think we're adding anybody uh, any of these top guys left, but. Yeah, I mean, I think to start, I think uh, I just want to talk just because we signed Lazard. I want to say Corey Davis is probably as good as gone. If I had to guess, um, that getting rid of Corey Davis, the money would pretty much be a state, honestly. I wouldn't even hate it, but I think the money would be a wash if uh, between Lazard and him, they kind of fill that same role, the bigger body guy, and I think Lazard kind of fills it better with contested catch ability. So. He was good. Corey was good, and he's kind of a leader in the locker room, but just too many injuries where he can't really afford to keep him. And then I would assume some more uh, restructuring probably comes down the line. I'm assuming CJ mostly gets restructured at some point to lower that $21 million cap hit a little bit, so where they get us a little bit more flexibility. Um, and then maybe, I'm trying to think, like Barrios is gone, so we probably have roughly $20 million to work with, but I think it's got to start. Uh, at D tackle because besides Quentin, I don't think we have anyone else under contract. Yeah, I know they were trying to bring back Sheldon Rankins and they put in an offer for Fletcher Cox. Um, so I think that's definitely an area that they're looking to hit. Might be with a, an older veteran, but I think that's a, a good place to start. I think they could also add another offensive lineman, but definitely, I think. 
an older veteran, someone like a dominant Sue, I think would make a lot of sense. I know they tried uh, going after Fletcher Cox and that one of those Eagles rotated rotation defensive tackles, but someone like a dominant Sue can play on early downs. And then even when push comes to shove in the playoffs, like you can kind of ramp him up a little bit. And he can be a game changer because he still has, he still had juice left in him from what I saw this playoff run. So I think that's someone who could, you get pretty a little bit on the cheap and it would just be a nice veteran presence in that defensive line, which is overall pretty young. Yeah. I got, I got, I got another uh, interior D lineman that can do a lot of similar things that you're saying. An, an older guy who's going to be a good presence in that locker room, someone who you could potentially get on the cheap. I don't know how cheap, to be honest, but a big body that you could put in on, on you know, first and second down. And I guess who you're going to say? Who? Linval Joseph. No, I was going to talk Ashawn Robinson. Ooh. So you know, big body. A, Huge body, actually. Some, you know, a guy you could have in there and feel really safe that he's going to, you know, be able to stop the run pretty efficiently. He's good two gap guy. He's not going to penetrate much for you much at all. So uh, I could see that. It, it's it's hard to kind of talk these guys because it's a big laundry list that are still out there. And, you know, you can really look at any that we, we just addressed in, in the few positions that we said you could add depth to and, you know, be a solid fit probably just yeah, especially yeah. The mo- it just needs to, the money just needs to make sense especially yeah. with the um the type of the, the type of defensive tackle that we need we're not really looking for someone who's going to get seven plus sacks we need someone who's going to play first second down and help just clog those fucking lanes because it's maybe spell quinn and spell some jfm for a little bit because we just need that those early down players yeah right you need now, you which, need a guy you need a guy 320 three, 325 plus who's going to just just eat and end oh he's going to eat and then after the game, go to Taco Bell, hold up the Taco Bell line two to three hours and eat actually like eat food. One other guy that I just wanted to mention that we've talked about a lot that we would love to add is, uh, is Chauncey Gardner Johnson. If we could possibly bring him in on the, possible. I don't think it's impossible. It probably isn't. I'm sorry, sauce. I didn't mean that, bro. I don't think it is, especially now. I think he's gonna get bread. Nah, I mean, as, as these days go along, though, these deals get cheaper and cheaper. That that's what I could see doing. I'm not even kidding. I think I think the brunt and the bulk of our free agency and and the work that Joe Douglas is going to do, he's waiting for the scraps, the valuable scraps you could you could get for pennies on the dollar, probably even after the draft if i had to guess that that'd be probably where the next few moves are going to be maybe one or two before but that's what i see happening personally yeah no, i, th- I think, I think right. he won't be here then he definitely won't yeah i don't think they're gonna be targeting targeting that level of uh player i think like you said i think it's gonna be the, the value i think one player who i thought would be a good value a linebacker who could be in that uh Alex- like lorenzo the alexander role that we had last year mm-hmm. um nicholas morrow from chicago I was, I was a pretty big fan of him when he was on, when he was on the Raiders and a free agent a couple of years back, but he had like a hundred plus tackles. Uh, he's he's kind of small. He's six foot two sixteen, but he's rangy. You can play that at weak side linebacker. And uh, I think it's someone that could fill a need and be a good depth guy. who could step in in case one of our top two guys go down, which inevitably they'll, they're going to get banged up. True. He was signed for, he got signed for three mil last year too. So it's super, relatively cheap too, as a third linebacker. Yeah, and I, I think your hope the hope is that with this Aaron Rodgers news today, you might be able to convince some guys to take a little bit less 
and come to a winning team and make this run. So sure. would would love to have this Rogers situation finished and we can kind of feel out where we're actually at. Uh, there's just a lot of question marks still to be had financially. The so crazy, it is tough. The crazy thing about that is, and this won't be addressed, you know, much by, by people, but it, it I, I think we saw Jordan Poyer uh, talk about it at the beginning of free agency, maybe a few days before, I think he tweeted it out. And uh, I love to see it because dude, I don't understand how it's not talked about all the time. People wouldn't even, people would already be taking a huge pay cut just coming to New York alone because of income tax. And believe me, I feel like that is something that is talked about with NFL players by obviously their agents and their circles around them. And that, you know, that could be a reason that they don't take an additional pay cut for the fact that Rogers is there to be on a winning team, but you never know. Some of these guys are just, that's the ultimate test to make sure that they're, you know, culture ready for the culture that Salah and Joe Douglas is trying to set forth. So if a guy takes a pay cut in New York, you know that they just want to come and motherfucking win. Right. I think that's the kind of culture and the kind of organization that Douglas and Salah are trying to build too. They always talk about guys who love ball, guys who are just mature players. Um, Shout out Zach. But Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, th- I think those are the type of guys <laughs> that they're trying to bring in. So uh, it'll it'll be really interesting. Let's pivot towards the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jets have six picks in this upcoming draft. We got 13, 43, and 74 in the first three rounds. Fellas, let's quickly talk about this 13 spot. Now, we don't know what the draft compensate, the trade compensation will be. For Aaron Rodgers, we're going to play it out right now as if we have all these picks. I think it probably the second round pick is gone, if I had to guess. And then it'll be a, a comp pick in a, a, not a comp pick, a conditional pick in 24. But let's talk about this first round, pick 13. We've seen offensive line, offensive tackle mocked a ton at this 13 spot. Is that where you guys are kind of feeling or uh, or what are you saying? Um, I, I think, I think you're right. Uh, first of all, in regards to that Rogers compensation, I think it's going to be a day two pick this year, uh, followed by a, a, compens- a, a conditional pick, sorry, uh, next year that can co- become as high as a first, I'm assuming if they win the Super Bowl or something along those Probably. lines. And I think even if he, I think there'd be another condition where if he comes back for 2024, um, there'd probably be a 2025 pick thrown in there as well. But uh, to answer your question, I think off the line is probably the safest bet at the moment. But like I said earlier, I don't don't be surprised if they go D line again, and don't be surprised if it's a defensive tackle. I think I think that's a position they're super shallow at, and they need to address big time. Yeah, oh, it, it out loud. It's it's uh, it's not, the, at 13. it's not the best draft to take one at thirteen. I think that would probably be a trade out spot. I was gonna say that. Being said, I was gonna say. If you give up the second round pick in this Rogers trade, trade out, recoup, recoup some capital, get some more darts to throw at, and uh, maybe target one in that twenty range. Even though I do think that some of these guys are going to rise, some of these defensive tackles. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, especially now with uh, you know waiting to hear on Jalen Carter. You know, maybe he falls to uh, to thirteen. That would be a damn shame, wouldn't it? That, that was, damn that's shame. what I was implying because. 
That's what uh, that's what that's what Ray's begging for. I, I honestly, I that's not even what I don't think it's gonna happen. But I don't. Uh, but, no, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, not huge on it. But I'd be down. It would. It, it would probably have to be. It would have to be contingent on Skaronsky and Paris Johnson not being there. I uh, I agree. But if one of them are there. I would be happy with that over Broderick, over Darnell Wright after, you know, obviously any linebacker. So I, I would that's when. That, that that's probably my rankings here. Let's uh let's start this up quick and let's let's trade our second and let's get a fair compensation for Rogers before we start this, just so it's a little bit more realistic. Okay. All right. So we're here at thirteen. Uh, the order went Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, Will Anderson, C.J. Stroud, Tyree Wilson, Christian Gonzalez, Will Levis, Jalen Carter, Devon Witherspoon, Paris Johnson, Peter Scronti, and Joey Porter Jr. I feel like that's actually the first time I've seen a a really good a semi fair draft. Yeah, <laughs> I mean PFF. besides they are going number two, which it I looks is... like they it looks like they updated the rankings. Yeah, they updated them pretty well. It looks a lot better. I've been seeing some like Devon Witherspoon one or some crazy shit, but uh, I think that in this exact scenario where this is possible, this is a this is a guaranteed trade out spot for the Jets. Not guaranteed, but I I I, I would say it's highly likely. Obviously, with the Jets number two, this two day pick obviously sent over to Packers for Rodgers. All right. Douglas is dropping down here probably and, and recouping some capital. Let's talk about players that we would like to target and then where we would have to maybe go. Okay. Cool. Um, who, you, who you guys want to target and in what sort of range? I think it's going to be that early. 20 range i would assume okay. uh and i think the players on on my mind at least would be brian Brissy, uh adaware on the defensive side and then maybe a darnell Wright if you want to go get another tackle and it would not be it's not crazy that broderick would potentially be there in the early 20s so i i agree a hundred percent with ray all right, let's talk about a trade with maybe the L.A. Chargers because they want to move up. For a wide receiver? For a wide receiver. That makes a lot of sense. They're not interested in trading our pick. I was going to say, wait on. I was going to say, get maybe a third. Like, instead of the second, I think it would be more realistic for like a third. I think that's fair. Wait on, on. That's fair, right? Offer and see what happens, Sauce. I don't know how it works with the. Uh... It okay, yeah. sweet. Okay, cool. So we traded the thirteenth overall pick to the Chargers. They're coming up to get their guy at wide receiver, most likely for twenty one. We are now in the first round and eighty five, which is a third round pick. All I feel right, like so we, 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 we realistically we probably would have been able to get more, but that's fine. Probably so, that, that's that. Yeah, it would probably be like a something next year. Let's just for sake. So they did move up for a wide receiver. They took Jack Smith and Jigba. Some of our guys that we were looking at, Broderick Jones went 17. And we just missed Brissett. Brian Brissett went to pick ahead of us at 20. So now what do we think? Anton Harrison is still here. Kalaja Kansi, if we're looking in. Juan Jones, but I don't know how much he fits the scheme. Uh, I would say Darnell Wright would be someone they would target here personally, but um, Darnell Wright, he's got the ass. 
Damn, he's low PFF. Yeah, I don't know why PFF does it like this. Does him dirty, to be honest. I uh, think I'm good with this if that's where we want to go. Well, I mean, I think in this in this spot too, I think D tackle may make a little bit more sense just because we uh, actually no, we're gonna trade our second round pick, so uh, disregard that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I think offensive line here, Darnell Wright makes a lot of sense. I think he probably could kick into guard if he had to. Yeah, he I I'm. That's why I said he's got the ass for it. I, I would say because of that base, he, he he can for sure kick inside. I would I would assume Dude, PFF rankings fucking suck, man. Yeah, they're so bad. And uh but honestly the, the first the first round so far is going pretty pretty solid. So we're gonna trade out our second round pick. So we got Darnell Wright, the tackle out of Tennessee with our first round pick at twenty one. I like that a lot. I would like that. Do, do we'd, sec- probably recoup, we'd probably recoup a third and probably something. Do our second, and then I'll do our one next year just to. Yeah, just for sake of argument. All I right. think that's pretty fair. Cool. So we just got Aaron Rodgers. Good job, guys. No problem. <laughs> we did what Joey D couldn't. We did it. <laughs> Um, so we're going to be back on the clock here at pick 74. So we got 74 and 85 to round out our draft. Went Darnell Wright in the first round. Where are we looking now? For sure. Well, I mean, I talked about it. I, I would say at our 85 pick, Tipman was, is a is a solid guy to, to target the center. I think yeah, we-, we went offensive line with our first true, pick. So true, I think they probably move off of that. Mm-hmm. Um I'm looking at – I really like Dorian Williams. I I, kinda, uh, I like that too, but I think we got to look defen- uh, interior defensive line. Let's see who's here. I wish uh, Keanu Ben went a couple picks ahead of us. That would have been plug and play. I kind of like Zach Pickens. I love Zach Pickens too. I think we can wait on that. I agree. Right, I we, also... have a pick, we have a pick in 11. and 11 picks. All right. Let's wait. Should we look at the safeties? I like Jamie Robinson. Small, too, though. Yeah. I feel like it's a little early for safety here. I think safety would be a day th- more of a day three pick. Did we look at linebackers yet? Uh, yeah, we did. It was – Uh, I mean, we can look again, but – I, honestly, in this spot, just based on need, I think Tipman makes a lot of sense. I think if we go, if we finish, if we round out with Tipman, I think the, I think that's a I think that's a really good pick, Tipman. I think you, you go Tipman and Zach Pickens. I think the, can a, you look at interior line just in general? Do you, do you like Tipman or Whipler better? Tipman. Ah, oh, that's a good question. I kind of like Whipler more than Tipman. I think. Uh, I like Whipler more than Tipman. I think, but it's close. I personally Tip. like Tipman. Okay, uh, and his name is also all time. I'm I'm fine Tip, with Tip, Tip. I, I like both. I like both of them. I feel like Whipler may fit a little bit better, but Tipman's just uh, he's an imposing fellow. Yeah, I like Whipler because he. I think they both could play guard if they needed to. All right, let's take Tipman here. I pick seventy four. We're gonna be on the clock here. That line, by the way, is injury proof now. I feel like we made that old line fairly injury proof. I mean, it would need to have uh, the same year to, which is rare. The same year the Jets had last year of seven, you know, eight injured O linemen to for this 
O-line to be stifled. Yeah, right. great. So I think here we're between Dorian Williams and maybe Zach Pickens. So Dorian Williams, the linebacker out of Tulane, and Zach I also, Pickens. I feel like we could wait on Pickens, but we're only picking three rounds. So. Do we extend to a fourth round just so we can get Pickens and make ourselves look better? <laughs> it's over already, though. Uh, oh, you, you, <laughs> I, I, I would uh... – I would like Dorian. I'm down for Dorian. I think he's a type of linebacker that fits. I just don't know. Because I, I find it I find it more likely that Joe addresses D line. Because there are I was just going through the free agency list. There is a ton of D linemen who could fit our bill and are older and will be cheap. a lot of one year deal guys that are gonna be around till close to the season. So I, I could see him making some deals, wheeling and dealing for that. So I, I wouldn't hate Doreen Williams here. I think it makes sense too, as in more of a uh, like a two year kind of plan where he can take over for that in that CJ Mosley role after the season. So yeah, it makes sense. All right, let's take Dorian Williams here at pick eighty five. Yeah, I really like that. I mean, how many times have we talked about just needing speed in the middle of the field for for this defense? I mean. Sure, dude. You, you so see why you there. see why Fred Warner is so important to that mm-hmm. 49ers defense. And CJ has lost a step athletically. There's you know, there's no way around it. All That's pro a- all pro CJ Mosley in this defense would be an absolute unit. Yeah, oh my god. I mean yeah, they- he just wasn't all pro. <laughs> just- I, I I like this draft a lot. We got Donnell Wright, tackle out of Tennessee at 21. You went tip, 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 and obviously this is under the impression we didn't we didn't uh, sign McGovern. So we got Joe Tipman at, to play center, and uh, Dorian Williams, linebacker out of Tulane. Yeah, and it, you missed the biggest part of our draft is that we CJ Mosley, we we traded for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and traded Rodgers with the second. Yeah. All right, fellas. Uh, anything before we get out of here? No. Nah. I would I would be happy with this. It wouldn't it wouldn't have me jumping up and down, but it would have me uh I'd be I'd be happy. I'd be pumped up. Um I, I what do you think before we leave, what do you guys think the uh Dean in you in particular cuz you haven't really mentioned it. What do you think the Rogers comp is? Rogers comp? I Trade. I I sent it to you. Hey, well, so I went for the podcast, Dean. Yeah, true. I mean I don't know. I was I I said the same thing as you. I said that I thought it would be a, a second, our second this year, and then next year a third, but conditionally could be a second or first. But I, because of what's going on and because of how this free agency has panned out, I feel like things have changed. And I, I kind of believe what they're saying right now that the Packers are holding and standing true to – two firsts for Rodgers, which would obviously be ridiculous, and Joe Douglas would never do that. But for sake of compromise, I could see it getting probably maybe a second this year and locking in, not conditional, locking a first for next year. But I don't see I I don't see Joe giving up thirteen. No way. Yeah, I I think thirteen. That, that's more, what I that's what I think the range of outcomes can be. I, I think thirteen is way more likely than a first unconditional next year. 
personally that he's not going to play a second year what's up just with the uncertainty that he's not going to play a second year yeah and the fact that this is a weaker and it's a weaker draft overall true yeah i i I really have to imagine that pick is in the 20s the you know mid 20s it's gonna be 32 yeah well yeah the orthodox i don't know if there's any time to double down it'd be it'd be something like that good stuff all right, so that'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our Jets preview. Jets Super Bowl 2023-24. Lock it in. <laughs> Put your bets in now before the odds change. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with the number two. And stick with us as we continue this 2023 draft season, fellas. Appreciate you. Jet up. Jet up, baby. Let's go.